Hey, Drew. Hey, how are you? Good. How about you? Doing good. That's good. So today we're answering the question, mature in our faith. And I just was wondering, when you hear the words mature in our faith, what do you think of? Yeah, um, a few weeks ago, I was I was reading in First Peter 2. Uh, I was doing a soap study over that, and I read First Peter 2, 2 and 3, and it says, As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Um, and as I was thinking about that verse, I also thought, uh, I was thinking, like, what does it mean to really grow? Um, and I just kept thinking, instead of just being on the milk of the word, we need to be on the, the meat of the word. And when we when we profess to be Christians, instead of just getting the milk of the word from from our pastors, which which they're good, they're good words. Um, we need to really dive in to the Bible by our by ourselves in our alone time and really, really crave um, the meat of what of of God's word. And, and, I, and I put it down for my observation, like babies that crave milk as newborns. We will crave spiritual milk so that we are able to spiritually grow. Eventually, when there is enough growth, instead of just getting into the milk of the word, we should get into the meat of the word. Yeah, that's really good. And when hearing that, it just reminds me of this quote by Will Davis, which says, As long as a believer is worrying about whether or not they are truly saved, they will never grow up in spiritual maturity. It basically guarantees that a Christian will will remain stuck in spiritual infancy. And worse, it paints a picture of God that is not only untrue, but also unbiblical. It cheapens the gift of salvation, the gift of grace, and make God look like a finicky human. Mm -hmm. And I also think of a verse in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 which says, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. If we claim to be mature in the faith, we shouldn't lose sight of the basic teachings of what the the scriptures contain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, as I was, I was, as I was thinking about what you were saying, um, I thought of a, a quote by St. Jerome and, and, and he's saying the scriptures are shallow enough for a babe to come and drink without fear of drowning and deep enough for a theologians to swim in it without ever touching the bottom. Like that's the Bible. Um, when we read the Bible, it's shallow, shallow enough to read the, um, to read the little Bible stories as, as, as young kids. And then once we get older, it's, uh, deep enough to where we, um, can get in it and not really understand it. And, but we can still learn from it. And I think that part of that spiritual growth that we need, um, is going to out into the, um, going out into the, not the shallow part, the, the deep part and really start to be overwhelmed by what God's word says. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, and when hearing you say that, it makes me uh, think of that if we are to mature in the faith, we must submit to the will of the Father. Our will is not greater than His, and we must recognize that now. If you are single or if you are married that are listening to this, His will can be done through you. The Spirit does strange yet miraculous things through the most unqualified people who live on the earth. Mm-hmm. I love this quote by Pastor Stephen Furtick from his book, Unqualified, how God uses broken people to do big things, which says, God knows everything about you, including the ugly parts, the broken parts, and the dysfunctional parts. Yet he still believes in you. He still has a future and a hope for you. In life, we are the most unqualified people to do the ministry that Christ has assigned us. However, he doesn't see it that way. Christ is doing a big thing in our life, even in the midst of this virus. So don't lose hope because Christ's not done yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, another verse that comes to mind when, when I think about, about maturing in our faith, it's in, it's in Hebrews mm-hmm. 5, and it's verse 14, and it says, But solid food belongs to those who are full of age who are of full age that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil and when we grow in our in our faith and grow in our spirituality and grow in our walk with the lord when we get older and and know what is right and wrong and discern both good and evil that's when we are starting to mature in our faith and when we choose the good over the evil, that's when we know that we are maturing in our faith. Verse 13, it says, For everyone who part- partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. When we're only getting the milk, we're, we're only a baby. When we're doing things that don't please God and we don't know how to discern what is evil from what is good, then we're only a babe. And we really... And, and we're not spiritually mature and we need to truly get into God's word and really truly uh, know how to mature and, and know what is good and what is evil, then we will be mature. Yeah, that's really good. And when you said that, I was thinking of First Corinthians thirteen eleven, mm-hmm. uh, which Paul wrote, and that says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Yeah. Childish things. Here's the application of what Paul has written. If you are spiritually immature, your reasoning will fall short of God's expectation for you. However, if you are mature, spiritually, your reasoning will thrive according to the expectation God has for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that verse. Um, and it really resonates with me personally in my in my walk with the Lord. Um, and just knowing that I used to I used to be that child that spoke and acted and t- thought as a child. But then when I spiritually matured and started truly getting to know the God of the Bible, that's when my maturity started to to grow. And that's when I started to grow and and, and know more about what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, and part of that is uh, what we see in, Jesus talked about in Matthew 7, 3 through 5. It's not being judgmental. 
And he says here, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Mm -hmm. Or how can you say to your brother, Let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first to remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Mm -hmm. And what I see there is that as followers of Christ, we should not be judgmental toward our brothers and sisters. Of, in Christ, we were commanded by Christ to love our neighbors in the same way that we would want to be loved. However, this love talked about was not an ordinary love. It was this word agape, which means to show unconditional love for that person. That person would go so far to where they would lay down their own life for them, which is what Jesus talked about in John fifteen thirteen, where he says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Every time I serve my community group, I try my best to live out this verse because that is what Christ has called us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's good. Um, as I'm looking through uh, my notes and everything, I saw another soap that I did, and it's 2 Timothy 4, 2 and 4. And it says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all, long-suffering and teaching for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine uh, but according to their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their eyes away from the truth and be turned aside to fables so that's saying just be prepared to teach god's word and be uh because people are being led astray by false teachers and one of the marks of of growing in your faith and growing spiritually is being able to preach the word in season out of, and out of season, whether you're ready or not, you need to be able to have an answer um, about what God's word says. And yeah. And right now, since we are in quarantine, it is hard to do this because we have to social distance from our neighbors, mm -hmm. but that does not mean that your social media platforms are a way for you to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Exactly. We now have to get creative with how we share since we are restricted in certain areas when it comes to certain areas in life. One way you could spread the gospel and showing others that you care about them is by making face masks, which I've seen personally because my mom is doing that right now. And she just shows love to not only personal family members, but others who may need those in life. Mm -hmm. That's good. My mom is doing the same thing, making face masks for my family. Um, and I, feel, I think a few other people as well. Um, but really, honestly, spiritual maturity comes when we um, know God's word and, and are able to grow in, in God's word and in our relationship with him. And, and also just we need to cry out for nourishment. OK, uh, we need to be able to have the maturity to. Say, God, I need you to help me mature. Yeah, and part of that maturity uh, means making disciples. And in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Here is what we get from those verses. 
when we make disciples, we mature in our faith, but we also help them mature in their faith at the same time. Yep. That's good. I just sat down with Christian Lynch. If you don't know who Christian Lynch is, he's a guy, he's a friend um, of mine. I'm talking to the listeners, by the way. Um, uh, We sat down and talked about discipleship. Um, And when we go make disciples, it's, it's making followers. And when you go make followers of yourself, if you're following Jesus, ultimately the person that you're making disciples of is following Jesus because you're following Jesus. Yes. Do you want to go uh, up and get some food at El Potro? And I'm actually recording a podcast right now. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to the pantry. Okay. Sorry about that. No, you're good. All right. What were you saying? I was talking about how to when we go and make disciples. Once we make disciples, uh, we're making followers, and when we're making followers, um of us ultimately they are following jesus because we are following jesus also that's good that's really good yeah and that also reminds me uh even though i mean just romans 116 we're sharing Mm -hmm. the gospel with them through what we're doing with them and it says for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god to salvation for everyone who believes for the jew first and then for the greek amen being being unashamed of the gospel yeah, that's a big that's part of it. There's a lot of people I know who who don't really want to tell everyone that they're Christians, and I'm just kind of confused about that. And I'm like, where's your faith that God about in God? Like, look at the Bible. It says, "Be unashamed. Don't do not be ashamed of the gospel." And when we mature in our faith, uh, slowly but surely, we'll we'll be able to really share the gospel and and be unashamed of our faith yeah i know i'm gonna say this if you're single and you're listening to this and in order for you to mature in your faith be bold with what having have the spirit of boldness to share your faith because even though like sooner or later we will endure persecution in life have that boldness to say i don't fear this persecution because i follow christ and christ is enough for me mm-hmm. that's good Um, another another thing that that I think about when when we're talking about this spiritual maturity, First John two fifteen through sixteen says, "Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all things in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world." And as we as we get older and as we progress in our faith we should not love the world or the things of the world because the things of the world are ungodly and unholy we can either love the 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 things of the father or we can love the things of the world you can't love both because one it's whole god is holy and the things of the world are unholy yeah i believe it's in matthew 6 24 where jesus is saying you can either love me or money and that's an everyday battle for me specifically because I'm in my young adult years and that's a choice I have to make. Do I want to love God in this decision or do I want to love the things of this world in this decision? Yep. And also I've dealt with a lot of spiritual warfare in the past few months. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part in our lives as mature Christians right. to deal with spiritual warfare. Yep. 
but that's really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, what this is kind of summing down to is to to mature in your faith, we need to really get in the Word of God, get into the meat of the Word instead of just being fed the milk of the Word, being unashamed of the gospel, going, making disciples, loving the things of God, not the things of this world. That, that reminds me of, of Philippians 4, when it talks about thinking on the things of, of God, whatever is pure, whatever is just, whatever is noble, think on those things. Um, and when we mature in our faith, we'll, we'll continue to, we'll start to grow in our relationship with him and we'll, and we'll start to think, think on the things of God. And to bear our spiritual armor mm-hmm. every day. Amen. Ephesians that's, 6. That's from the devil. Yep. That's good. First of all, thank you, Alex, for joining me today. I also want to thank everyone else for tuning in to this episode of On the Patio. I hope everyone found some encouraging things in this episode. And I can't wait to see you all in the next episode. Have a good one, Alex. All right.